Yeah. Hey, um, I, I want to start with something very personal, actually. I don't know, uh, we have a lot of people from the Ukraine, and a lot of people you are going through really a rough season right now. And I was wondering, because two years ago, the COVID hits the whole entire world, right? Now, the war around the corner is really horrible. I don't get it. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense, you know. Um, for us as Swiss people, anyhow, we, because you're neutral, we don't understand that. Um, and then I've seen the last two years a lot of big leaders, big leaders in, in the church body of Christ have, be, have been fallen. I think about uh, Bill Hybels of Willow Creek, a very close friend of mine. He had a big issue in his life, and now we hear the whole story about Hillsong. They are heroes in faith for me and my wife, and really a little bit shocked, actually, because uh, it seems that we are going to a season where there are a lot of hidden things uh, all of a sudden comes on the table. You can see it. You cannot hide it anymore. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, it's so easy to speak what other people do wrong. It's for me very easy, very obvious what some people do. It's not right. Right? It's very easy. Put my finger on those people and often you are so right. This finger is not lying. <laughs> but if you point this finger on a person, it, it's not lying. Three finger points back to you. And I'm just wondering, what happens if those fingers tell the story about you? What is beneath your service? What is beneath your corporate? When God gives you right now, opens up everything in your life, how it would look like? What is your story action? And I really do believe that when God prepares you, it always hurts you. When God prepares your life for a miracle, it always hurts. Why it hurts? It means God gives a moment when things are revealed that you and me, we can go to another level. And I believe that the Eastern message has actually four days and four stages. The Eastern message, we are right in right now. The whole world is celebrating that. On the Holy Thursday, there was the day of truth. That was the day when Jesus was in Garden Gethsemane. Before he died, and it was a moment when God lifted the carpet and said, what is beneath your carpet? Then when Jesus died on the cross on the Good Friday, it was a day of pain. It was super painful. But then on the Saturday, the Eastern Saturday, was a day of confusion. Because sometimes when something happens in your life, if somebody dies or a relationship is over, you think the next day, oh, this was a nightmare. I just dreamed it. It cannot be. Then you think, oh, it's not over. But Eastern Saturday meant he is dead. And he won't come back anymore. Can you imagine? All the disciples, oh my gosh, he's not coming back anymore. Then check out. The Eastern Sunday was a day of joy because the grave was empty. And they found the clothes of Jesus folded. And I told you last Sunday, when you go into a restaurant and you put your napkin on the table, you fold it as a sign to the waiters, I'm on the restroom. I, I come back. Don't put the Pellegrino by side. I need it. And when Jesus Christ was folded, his clothes was a message to all the Jewish people. Don't worry, I will come back. It's only a matter of time. You see the joy, you see the confusion, and you see the day of pain, and you see the day of truth. And I would love to split the message in two parts. Part number one, the day of truth and pain, and then the next Sunday, we continue with the other two parts. And I want to start with a very, very, very simple illustration, actually, with the day of truth. It's one of my favorite stories, actually. There was a guy who was a, car a carpenter, and he put the carpet into a beautiful house. 
And it was Friday, four o'clock, and, and all of a sudden he saw Adele in the carpet. And he felt, oh my gosh, I forgot my cigarette box. Flip, the cigarette box is under the carpet. And he said, I don't want to restart the whole thing. It's Friday afternoon, I want to go home. And he had an idea, I just I step on the cigarette box for so long until it's flat. He stepped it, and all of a sudden Adele was not there anymore. The wife comes back, a woman comes back and says, oh, Johnny, the carpet is beautiful. You did an amazing job. Do you want to have a coffee? He said, yes, of course. She went in the kitchen. She brews the coffee. She comes out and said, Giovanni, here's the coffee. And by the way, you forgot the cigarette box in the kitchen. And he was confused. Cigarette box in the kitchen? I thought it's under the carpet. And then she asked him the question, do you have seen my hamster? And he said, no. <laughs> and every time when he drives to Zurich, he knows there's still a hamster under the carpet. It's still there. The, the, the hamster will not run away. And I want to start with this story because there is a hamster in your life. Sometimes you did something in your past or something happened to you in the past and it's still beneath the carpet. And the carpet is a very dangerous thing. Either I leave the carpet by myself at this moment and I confess, yes, I have some issues, I have some challenges, or the people will do it for you. It's only a matter of time. But if people will leave the carpet, it gets always ugly. Always ugly. And don't go there. The people will leave the carpet for you. Do it by yourself or people will do it for you. Yeah. I think the better thing is you do it for yourself. And let's go into the carpet picture for a moment and when we're leading to the cross. Because in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, the Bible says, This is you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in these steps. Here is an example of the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Jesus Christ, following me in those steps and you will be successful. Let's start with the Holy Thursday, the day when Jesus was betrayed, actually. When he was in the garden, and you can read this in Matthew chapter 26, verse 38, he involved his friends. Some hours before he died on the cross, Jesus Christ went through a horrible situation. Often we Christians think, oh, Jesus was happy in the Garden of Gethsemane. Oh, he was happy on the cross. He was happy on Saturday. He was happy on Sunday. No, 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 no. Jesus Christ has been tempted in every area like you and me. There's not one area where Jesus not has been tempted, but he lived without sin. There was the moment when he said in Matthew chapter 26, verse 38, then he said to all of them, to the disciples, to the 11 disciples, he said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the miracle-working God, who made the blinds can see, the lame can walk, he had this moment when Jesus Christ, he lifted the carpet and said, guys, I need you. And I'm just wondering if Jesus Christ needs need the moment when people are fighting with him. How much more do you need people in your life? They know exactly what is beneath your carpet. 
And my advice as a leader is always, you, you don't need 11 people where you share your story. <laughs> don't worry. But at least one or two people you say, those people, they know everything about me. They know all the struggles, all the challenges. It's on the table. They pray with me. They fight with me. If you don't do it, you are flipping stupid. Because the devil will hunt you and you will not survive. You know, I'm too long, I'm being too long a pastor. I don't know how many times I preached that message. And I haven't not seen one guy surviving without involving friends in your life, in your story. They pray with you, they stay with you. My question right now is to you. Even if you're from the Ukraine, do you have one or two people? They know everything about you. All your sexual challenges, your envy challenge, your social media challenge, your greed challenge, just the challenges. You need those people. And then Jesus said, I go on, he seeked God in these issues. In, you can read this in Mark Garden, Gethsemane means, I know everything is possible for you. Jesus knew God can speak one prayer and he doesn't have to hang on a cross. That's our problem we face. Every one of us, we know God can speak one word and your challenge is over. Why does God often not answer your prayer? God is more interested in your character. Because when you die, you don't take your body to heaven, but you take your character to heaven. And I hope your character package is good. <laughs> That's why often Jesus allows pain in your life that something happens in us that our character is changing. The second thing is that, I don't know, I don't want to go to this pain. Jesus was honest. He said, I don't like the cross. He said, God, I don't like, I don't like the pain. Is there anyone here you like pain? No one likes pain. No one. Because we like easy and peasy life. And then Jesus said, I want to do your will. Here's the point. He said, Father, whatever you want, I will do it. And in the Eastern story starts in the Thursday evening when Jesus Christ was super honest. And he said, beneath my carpet, I'm afraid. I need you. Stay with me, pray with me, fight with me. I want to ask you a question. What is beneath your carpet? Things you have never shared with anyone. It's still here like a hamster and you know it and nobody knows it. My mom always said to me, Leo, God sees everything. That means God sees everything. You cannot hide yourself from God. God sees everything. And what I love about the Eastern story is Jesus had 12 disciples, 12 disciples. And all the disciples in the Eastern season went to a horrible moment when God lifted their carpet. Think about Peter. Peter had the issue. He had fear of man. Thomas, he was a doubter. Judas had the money issue. And all the disciples, they were fearful. And the moment in the Eastern story, everything was, was deep inside of them, they had a moment when God gave them a revelation. Isn't that amazing that you can walk with your issues and God will say nothing? But there's always a moment God says, now it's enough. And that, is, that means don't walk in the gray zone, walk in the grace zone. The grace zone means there's a moment when God gives you and me, like Peter, John, and all the disciples, the moment you can change your life. I want to ask you right now, what is beneath your carpet? And I want to stay a little bit in that, this picture because I think everyone, you know what I'm talking about. This carpet can be something unseen, something, it happens in your past. For example, I remember when I did my driving less license with my car. 
There was uh, this, this moment when the guy said to me, okay, just drive. I put in the first gear and accelerated and the car didn't move. I said, oh my gosh, I put in the third gear. First gear and third gear, it's very close, right? So I put the gear again into the first gear, accelerated, the car didn't move. And then the guy started to laugh at me and said, okay, loosen right now the handbrake. And I think right now when you lift your carpet, it's the moment where you're losing, where you lose your handbrake. Because here's the point. Everyone in this building, in the online, you experience certain things in your past that has a huge effect on you. For example, some people, you growing up in a family where your mom and dad, they get divorced. And now you made the decision, I will never marry. And all my friends, even though in the church, marriage doesn't work. Why in the world should I marry when you split up anyhow? That means you made a decision in an area of your experience, of your hurt, and this is something is beneath your carpet. It has a big influence on you. That's why right now God will give you a challenge. That means not everyone gets divorced. Not everyone gets divorced. There are still some people that believe in the power of the message and they have been successful. Or it can be you worked in a church and you say, all the leaders are crazy. All the leaders are stupid. All the churches I, 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 I attended, they're not perfect. Yes, you're right. If you attend ISF Zurich, this church will disappoint you. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I'm glad to say this. ISF Zurich will disappoint you. Amen. Amen. Not because of me. I'm perfect. You're not perfect. Hey, isn't that, isn't that true? Church is a gathering of imperfect people, but we believe that God is perfect. And a lot of people have said to me, I, I don't want to be involved in church anymore. I do it my faith alone. That's why alone online, alone my small group. You, you have to believe by yourself. But to be successful in the long run, you need people that carry you. They support you. They're cheering you. They're for you. They pray for you. Otherwise, you pray for yourself. And some people are not involved in church anymore because church has disappointed you. No, not the building, not the logo. It's always people. And only because people have disappointed you, don't ever give up. I remember some years ago, um, there was a, a guy in our technique and he asked me, can I borrow your car? I said, yes, of course. And we borrowed him my car, our car, a red car. <laughs> I remember Sunday morning, he walked to me and he said, here's the car key. But he was, he, I felt something is wrong. And he said, yeah, here's the car key. At least here's the car key. I mean, what do you mean by at least here's the car key? He said, yesterday I had a crash and your car is totally damaged. But at least here's the car key. And every Swiss people, we don't get nervous because all the Swiss people, you are insurance. He said, I don't have an insurance. He was 20 years old, no money, no insurance company, but at least handed over the car key. <laughs> I could say, from now on, don't ask me for anything because you can destroy what belongs to me. 
No, I didn't make that decision because it was painful and hurtful. And this happens all the time in your life in certain areas. And then we make a, 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 we make a decision from now on, I will never do that. That means even beneath our carpet, it can be like a sexual issue, a money issue, a jealous issue, but even though something happened in your past, and that's why don't walk in the gray zone, walk in the gray zone, and the gray zone always means that Jesus Christ right now is lifting the carpet, and beneath the carpet, there's a certificate of death. That means we have all fallen short. And I want to read you the Bible text in Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. He canceled the record of the charges against us. And there's a lot of things that are against us right now. Either it was your own fault or there's some people that did something. And this is not a problem for God. Because God loves you anyhow. That's the good news. But this is a problem for you. Because you never will walk in the full power of God Almighty. Because when those things are happening, often people think, oh, no, I'm not good enough. I feel shame. And all those things. And the devil is against me. And you are in the church, but you don't feel so empowered that everything what you did, all the topics beneath the carpet, it's forgiven. Sometimes it's I, but it can be also God that you're very disappointed about God. Some people say, I don't get it. I don't understand why God is doing what he's doing. And both is not good because uh, two-thirds of the Psalms in the Old Testament from David is the Lamentation Psalms. He cries out to God and says, I don't get it. I don't understand. Why in the world are you answering all the prayers for those people that are not even believers? But I'm righteous, but it looks like you have forgotten me. Two-thirds of the Psalms are now, praise the Lord, hallelujah, kumbaya, words. No lamentation. It gets ugly. It's real. But then when it's out, comes to the point, God, you're still good. You're still awesome. I still love you. And this certification of that, dear friends, sorry, belongs to one place and it's the cross. Because on the Good Friday, the day of pain, Jesus Christ paid on my behalf. He canceled the record of all the charges against us and took it away by nailing to the cross. And dear friends, now it gets very super excited. That means when you lift your carpet and you are honest about your topics, healing takes place on the cross. And I'll tell you why. Because in Psalm 22, verse 5 and 8, and this is one of the Psalms, I don't know how many times I read the Psalms, but there's one word in it, and I just overread it for many, many years. Do, they, do you cry, do you, they cry out and they're saved. Jesus is saying, when you're crying out to God, you're saved. He gives a feedback. Guys, when you pray, God saves you. Isn't that amazing? Goes on, in you they trusted and were not put to shame. Jesus is saying, oh my gosh, you guys, you're lucky. God answers your prayer. And you're in the position, God bless you all the time. And Jesus said, but I am a worm and not a man. Scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord. 
They say, let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. And people will say, don't tell me. You take your porn issue and you bring your porn issue to the cross and you pray one prayer and boom, shakala, porn issue is over. <laughs> people will say something is wrong with you guys. This is too easy. But if you understand what happens on the cross from the Jewish perspective, you are going home tonight different than you came and even the online. Because Jesus said in the verse 7, I am a worm. And I put it down, the worm means in the Hebrew language, tolaat. Jesus said, I'm like a tolaat. And the word tolaat actually means scarlet. It's the same word like scarlet. This is one picture too early. The word tolaat means scarlet. Can you put the next slide again back, please? The tolaat. We don't have the tolaat. That means the scarlet worm. This is very important for me. Tola art. Can you have the slide, Tola art? This is, you know, they don't have it. Let's give our technique people a big round of applause. I work so hard for the best point and they forget it. They need grace in the grace zone. But the word Tola art, now listen to me, means the word scarlet. The same roots of scarlet. Now listen to me. You listen to me anyhow. The word tolaat comes. Now comes the picture. This is a very, very unique worm. Now you can bring it. And this worm is super ugly. Super ugly. Is this, is this ugly? Yeah. Say it. It's ugly. Don't say people are ugly, but animals can be ugly. Dogs are ugly. Cats are ugly. And worm is ugly. Just kidding. So, Jesus said, I'm ugly. When Jesus was on the cross, people would say, oh my gosh, this is, this is ugly. Isn't it amazing? There's only one worm who is ugly and creates a scarlet color. And when you put this worm in, in you cook that worm, that worm turns into scarlet. It gets super, super, super red. And when you put this worm in your finger, it's like a red color, it's like a tattoo. It remains forever. And Jesus said, I'm like taller art. On this cross, I'm like taller art. I'm like the color of scarlet. And the people, they use this form to, to, to create the robe for a king who is scarlet. All the scarlet robes in the Old Testament are invented to this taller art worm. Now comes a moment I was flipped out this week. That worm is a girl climbs on, on a tree. And that worm sticks on that tree and that worm knows I will not come down anymore from the tree. I will die on that tree. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, nails on the hands and the feet, he knew I will die. I will not come back anymore uh, alive. And that worm remains on that wood, the taller art, scarlet worm. And when that worm dies, it took an explosion, like boom, in the inside of the worm. And it kicks out thousands of worms in the belly. When the, the soldier put the spear in the sides of Jesus Christ, blood and water came out separately. And all the doctors said, blood and separately can only run out from the side if your heart is exploding. 
and that worm was exploding on the cross and Jesus Christ was exploding on the cross for my and your sins. And what happened by the worm, dear friends, a multiplication takes place. You cannot stop the multiplications of worms anymore. That means whatever you have done in your life, God will use your story to bless other people. They go into the same story like you have done. There is always a message God will use you for an exploration, and you have a message to share to a lost and broken world. But check this out. Three days later, the, the dead worm turns into white, and it hangs there, and it's dead already. And then comes the wind, and the worm falls down. Jesus said, I'm not tall odds. Like scarlet, like a worm. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Though your sins are like scarlet, tall out, they shall be white as snow. They are red as crimson. They shall be like a wool. And Jesus Christ is saying on the cross, whatever you've done in your life, whatever happens in your life, I will explode on the cross. And nothing on planet earth can stop the multiplication that God put inside of you because you have a story to share. When you go back to this tree, you know what remains by the tree? The blood. We all Christians, you know what remains in us? The blood of Jesus Christ is running to your veins. This is what the devil will see every single day. You can say, devil, not today. The blood of Christ, can you see? It's running through my veins. Not today, not tomorrow, and next week, next year. Forget it. And I want to close with this picture that you understand. What is this message all about? When you are in the position to lift your carpet, you're very honest about your issues. And you're really vulnerable you put your issues on the table. That means I put it on a cross on this certification of death. And I understand what happens on this cross is a multiplication that my story, how Jesus healed me, will be a story which I share to people they need Jesus Christ. Hey, listen to me. If you speak about Jesus Christ, certain people say, I don't believe in Christ. I don't even believe in, in the Eastern. I don't believe in the cross. But people cannot deny your story. I was a porn addicted, but I brought my issues to the cross and Jesus healed me. And now I am free. I had some issues in my life. I was like jealous. I brought it to the cross. And God changed me. And from now on, I'm not jealous anymore. That means from your minus, God took the plus. And I want to close with a story. I was in, in Scandinavia this uh, Friday, Saturday, preached to a conference. There was a worship leader uh, on the stage and he was so on fire. He lifts up his hand like crazy. He prays God. I've never seen something before. And I asked the pastor, why is this person so on fire? He said, he lost his child a year ago because of cancer. And when the, he lost the child and the whole church was praying for one year for a miracle, but the miracle didn't take place. 
When that happens, he lifts up his hands every single Sunday. And he will go worshiping through life. Because he knows, my heart, my child is gone. I cannot save it anymore. And worshiping, he walks around life. He knows God is still good and God is still able and God is still faithful. And he was so on fire. And the pastor said to me, when a person comes to the front of the stage for prayer, that's the first guy jumps from stage and starts to pray even though he's not in the prayer team. He's fast in the prayer team. I said, why in the world is fast? He said, you know, he lost his child. And he knows the pain and the struggle and the feeling you're going through. And that's why when people coming with an issue, with a healing things, he's the one person who prays for it. The pain God has healed you in your past becomes the message you share to the broken and lost world. The explanation takes place on the cross and nothing on planet earth, nothing on planet earth can stop the kingdom of God. God will use you as the messenger. And they told me, he is the biggest evangelist in his church. And people are saying, I don't believe in God because God is not good. He will say, I know what you're talking. I'm a believer. I buried my child because of cancer. But I know that God is still good and God is still evil, even though if I don't understand. Faith doesn't mean I understand everything. If you don't understand everything, please teach me. I don't understand everything. But one thing I understand. If I lift up my carpet, I bring it to the cross, a change takes place, and my message becomes a weapon for the kingdom of God, for a broken world. I remember, and I want to close with this story, it's a short story. When I got saved, I was in a church for two years. And after every church celebration, we walked out to the lobby foyer. We talked about the message. If it was good or not good, we talked like blah, 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 blah. And I remember when God asked me to start preaching, I said to God, I don't do it. He said, why? God, I know the people. They're sitting walking out to the lobby to speak about the message. I don't do it. And I remember it was a week of struggling. Why in the world I don't want to preach? It's very simple. If I'm really honest and I've lifted my carpet, I want to be admired from people. If you're on social media, you have the same issue. You want to have clicks and clikes. Same thing. And I had this moment said, God, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Falling in Jesus Christ has nothing to do with the applause of people. Falling in Jesus Christ has the same sentence Jesus said, Father, your will shall be done and not mine. And I started preaching and teaching. And I had this moment when I let go my carpet moment. And everyone in this building, even online, you have this thing in your life. It hinders you because you experienced something in your past or it happened something right now. Bring it on the cross. Here is my challenge 
my call to action for you guys from now to Sunday. Just take a list the next couple of days, write down all the things in your life, they're not okay. They are between you and God and people. And then next Sunday you come with your list and we will experience the power of Eastern, how God will redeem those things in your life and you become a messenger for the kingdom of God. Can you do this the next couple of days? Please do it. Don't just eat chocolate bunnies. Just do the real thing. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye